This is your host, Shashank Shekhar, and welcome to another episode of Shashank Redemption, an episode where every week I bring you inspiring stories, exciting guests, and thought-provoking ideas. Hey, welcome everyone to another episode of Shashank Redemption, where we get to talk to the founders and CEOs of some of the hottest fintechs and prop techs in the country. Uh, And today uh, is no exception. I'm actually super stoked uh, to be talking to Dustin Marks, who is the founder and CEO at Stellar. We will get to what Stellar does in just a little while. But before we do that, um, welcome to the show, Dustin. Thanks for making time for this. Uh, thanks, Shashank. It's a pleasure getting the time and very excited to uh, speak with you. I appreciate this. Okay, as I said, we will we'll get to a stellar just in a while, but but we we and, and our audience is, is almost always excited about uh, learning about the journey itself. I mean, uh, stellar in a way is, is a destination and we'll talk about a stellar's journey later on, but let's talk about your journey first. Um, what happened before this, everything that really led to Stellar? I mean, I, um, I see you have been CDO and, and division managers for different companies and leading up to Stellar. So talk about your professional and maybe a little bit of personal background, um, education, what, what led you to uh, eventually get to Stellar? Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I probably was uh, an entrepreneur from a very young age, you know, and, and fit many of the criteria for an entrepreneur. Um, but um, was uh, was was real fortunate early on to my family really valued education, and so I was able to go to a really great school growing up. But we grew up from you know pretty humble beginnings, and and so there was almost this necessity um, mm-hmm. that we had to you know kind of uh, take and provide. You know, so I grew up you know at a very early age working um, as well. And when I was on my way off to uh, college um, to help to pay for school, you know, I was fortunate to get a, a, a somewhat of a, a scholarship, but to pay the difference, uh, I actually ended up selling knives um, while going through school, you know? Wow. Um, yeah. I, I, and not a very good salesperson um, <laughs> at all, um, but it was, it was a great learning experience, you know? And, and for me, one of the things that uh, it kind of taught me in that journey was um, the the criticality of having like a, a really outstanding product that you believed in, and so mm-hmm. um, when I when I was there, they had a program. Maybe now you'd call it like an accelerator, um, but they gave about ten thousand dollars of startup capital, where you would actually go open up a location, go recruit and train, you know, other other college age students for a summer, you know, to go to go sell these knives, and I actually did much better at that, you know, as well. Mm. Um, and, you know, um, was real fortunate, had some wonderful people along the way. And, and so that really was my kind of first foray, you know, in my you know late teens, early twenties into kind of navigating um, this entrepreneurship kind of, as you said, the journey um, that, uh, that, that, that people go on um, to. Um, I, uh, even though my degree was in finance and I wanted to get into real estate, I actually, when I graduated, I continued, uh, with that company, um, did that for a better part of a decade after school, um, as well, but at a certain point, didn't really have any ownership and, and felt that there was something else for me, but wasn't really sure what to do. Um, and probably another sign of like a classic entrepreneur, 
didn't have any backup plans or any other options, but uh, bought one of those around the world fairs and said, let me just go find myself <laughs> and figure out what I'm going to do in, with my life, you know, in my early 30s. Um, so did that, uh, traveled, circumnavigated the globe, checked out a bunch of different places. And, you know, after that, a, um, a good friend of mine from growing up said, hey, you were able to be successful in that venture. Let's go do this other venture together. Did that with him for a period of time. Um, it was a humbling experience. Uh, you know, a lot of times people hear about all these wonderful successes, but I, you know, firmly believe that a lot of the successes are built on the backs of a lot of failures and, and learning opportunities and experiences. And so that was one. And then, you know, uh, fast forward, one of my former colleagues who I'd worked with, you know, we said, well, let's kind of start another business. And, and in that process, um, we, I, I started to find myself into this um, construction, repair and maintenance space. And, and that was kind of the kickoff uh, for Stellar. So a few different journeys, you know, along the way before, before getting into Stellar. Amazing. And as you said, um, even though journeys were different, roles were different, they were kind of entrepreneurial in nature. I mean, even, even selling, uh, I understand those were Cutco knives, right? The, the knives that you were saying? Yes, yes, they absolutely. Yeah, I've been, I've been a, a client of, uh, um, of theirs, and, and you're right. I mean, it's, it's an amazing product for uh, gifting within the real estate mortgage space is, is highly critical. Um, I'm not saying gift is what gets you referrals, but it definitely keeps you on top of mind. And most of the gifts are um, things that kind of um, go away from top of the mind very quickly. You can send them cookies or movie tickets or whatever. Um, but Cutco Knives, uh, from that perspective, they really understood the market and uh, knew that that to have something on top of the mind, they should be using it pretty often um, and something that stays for a long period of time. So definitely a lesson in, in understanding your consumer and what their exact needs are. Um, and you were right to mention that they had a great product. No, it, ma it makes a bunch of sense. And, and there's, you know, in your late teens and early 20s to, to learn the um, the mindset and the persona of who, whomever you're selling to, you know, obviously is so critical. And, and, and those, those learnings are transferable, um, right. And, and even just learning, you know, how to overcome rejection and adversity and, and, uh, how to think critically and, and problem solve all of those, uh, I felt like enabled me in my journey to continue to be successful as a professional, um, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I'm a, Huge believer of, of keeping people in late teens and early 20s taking up some kind of sales role, even if they suck at it, as you said, you weren't really good at it. It's, it's not not so much about whether you are good at it, but but as you rightly mentioned, there are several other skills that you learn, which are which are life skills. So you, you could end up, I don't know, coding one of these days, um, but you still will use a lot of those life lessons and learnings uh, throughout throughout your professional and, and even your personal career. So let's let's talk about Stellar now. So you mentioned all this journey. Uh, by the way, you got to kind of find out what you want to do in a sexy way. I mean, traveling entire world to, to figure out what I want to do is definitely a more glamorous way than, than sitting in the garage trying to figure out what to do. So, so kudos on that. You were enjoying the process. But how did Stellar come about? Yes. Yeah, so, so my my uh, co-founder of Stellar and I at the time, 
we were consulting for a variety of small early stage companies. And mm-hmm. one of those was a small mom and pop general contractor. Okay. And it was interesting kind of to understand some of the problem sets that they were experiencing. And one of the most pronounced ones was where do you find really great contractors and how do you retain them? And so, you know, from a from my prior life with, with Cutco and kind of building some of those systems out, it was like, wow, well, you know, better part of a decade of learning and developing and honing those skills. And so we started to offer some, you know, input and, and advice, you know, in, in that role, we were consultants. And, you know, the, um, the that person, you know, you know, um, decided that really our input wasn't as valid. <laughs> and we uh, we realized quite quickly that we are not good consultants and we are much better <laughs> operators. Uh, and so it was kind of like, well, let's let's do it ourselves, you know. And so that really was was the the birth of of uh, of Stellar. And so, um, you know, a little bit of um, I guess selling a little bit ahead of who we were, uh, mm-hmm. we were able to get um, you know one of the largest um, uh, real estate investment trusts um, to give us a shot, you know, and 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 mm-hmm. they did. Uh, and I don't think they knew how little we were when we approach them, you know, and, and we didn't know how big they were either, you know, um, but it, it ended up, it was, it ended up being quite serendipitous. It, it, was, it was a wonderful start to the relationship and, and it, was a, it was a great beginning to the business. Yeah. And that's, that's another great learning is because a lot of times, especially as a startup founders, we think we are too small uh, to go and work with, say a large player, because they, maybe they have some bigger and better options or something. And you'll be surprised how many times it's who you are. Sometimes they give business because of just who you are. Um, and, and that just gives them the confidence and the trust that, that you will get it right. So, so let's talk about what exactly is the problem Stellar is solving, right? I mean, it's it's reimagines the home maintenance, but what does that really mean? What is it that the industry did not have before or the REITs did not have before or the contractors? So let's talk about, because it's technically a marketplace, so to say, you have, you have REITs and property managers and and single family uh, rent uh, property companies that that buy these these rental properties, property managers, all that stuff, and you have all these fulfillment people, so to say, on on the other side. So, like Uber, you have all these people who want to get a taxi, and then you know, on the other side, you have all these drivers who want to give them ride. How, first of all, how did you figure out that there was a gap? Uh, I know you were saying you were consulting with a small company before that. And how did you figure out that this is the solution that's really going to work? Yeah, you know, you're asking a couple of great questions. And so I think, um, I guess, first, um, uh, I would love to say that we're really prescient and had this incredibly long arc view of, of where the single family rental category was going to go, you know, when we started this company in 2016. I think sometimes, you know, for, for founders, um, especially early stage, it's it's just trying to find a problem that is meaningful to solve. And, and you may not have visibility into the enormity of the category, um, but one that's actually an acute problem. And, and so that that's that's really what it what it was is, you know, here it is. Um, even now, whether um, you know, for most most uh, homeowners and uh, can relate to the fact of just getting a contractor show up on time is an incredibly difficult challenge and in knowing if they're good or not. 
is 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 very difficult. And and so um, although it seems quite simple, the way of solving that has a whole host of complexities. And so for us, it was really going: how can you ensure that it's truly a hassle-free experience um, for someone in the moment when it's oftentimes you know a, a single mom who's her last paycheck into groceries and now the refrigerator isn't working and she's like, how am I even going to feed my kids? You know, mm-hmm. so, so that people are in this in this you know state of despair. And so, uh, some of it is really going. You know, how how do you solve this in a way that's that's um, uh, hassle free for people? And then as we've evolved, we've started to kind of go. Well, well how can we rethink this in, in a in a way leveraging the latest in technology um, to actually you know create an even you know better experience as well? So. I'll give you kind of a, a, a specific concrete example of this. So we view ourselves as a managed marketplace. And so there are certain things that we feel like we add more value by us managing. So in your Uber example, let's say you and, and your wife are going out to a really fancy uh, dinner. You, you go, okay, well, we're going to take an Uber Black because I want it to be you know a really special night. Or maybe you and you, you guys are taking a bunch of kids to soccer practice. You need an XL. But each time you as the consumer, you know exactly what the solution is that you need. Mm-hmm. For residents, oftentimes property managers, um, if someone has a leak, that leak could be an issue that is plumbing related, but yeah. it also could be an HVAC issue. It could even be a roofing issue that's creating it, or it even could be a pest control that's creating an issue with the roof altogether. Yep. And if you send a person out there, let's say a, a um, plumber, and it's a roofing issue, they're not going to be able to resolve the issue. So for them, they're not. It's not um, a very economically beneficial experience for the person who took off of work. They're not very happy, and that property manager will hear from them as well. And and so there are certain places where we feel like we can insert ourselves, where we add additional value. Mm-hmm. Um, to ensure that it's actually, in that case, matched to the correct type of tradesperson as well. Um, so, so that, that was that. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. How would you do that? Like if someone reaches, how do you figure out what kind of problem are we looking at here? Yeah. So, so um, uh, at this point now, we've, we've done uh, hundreds of thousands of these. Mm-hmm. And so we have a pretty robust data repository. And so we're leveraging artificial intelligence to help give us insights um, that uh, give a high uh, predictability that, you know, in, in this scenario, it's going to require a plumber. In that scenario, it's going to require an electrician, et cetera. So some of it is is because we've had so many of these that we've had this, this experience um, as well. That's that's brilliant. So you're, you're basically taking big data plus machine learning plus artificial intelligence and able to predict it to a fair amount of degree that certainty that this is what is probably causing the problem. That, that's that's exactly right. And, and when when you kind of come up one level, the other part of this is is it's, it's a problem that creates friction for all of the stakeholders involved. So like mm-hmm. for contractors, you know, um, it's, it is incredibly difficult of, going and when they're working, they're not selling. When they're selling, they're not working, in essence, making money and and going, how can you provide predictability in their earnings? 
which is really critical for them. Uh, on the flip side, for people who rent, you know, they're taking time off of work. How do you um, uh, create an environment where the very first time it gets resolved for them, you know, and for that property manager, it's their customer. So how can you provide transparency um, mm -hmm. and trust that it's going to be handled well? And so, you know, for us, how we think about it is, is you actually have a, a variety of problem sets that you're trying to solve, but you have to be really focused on each different um, yeah, stakeholder to make sure that you're really delivering value for them. The the challenge, Dustin, and with creating uh, a platform where there are two major stakeholders. So, for example, I gave you Uber example, which is which is one or DoorDash or any of that stuff. Of course, yours is a little bit more complicated in terms of management because the user does not know the solution by themselves. But it's still, you're trying to have all these property managers, REITs, whatever your clients are on one side, while you're bringing all the contractors on the other side, how do you create that kind of marketplace? To me, it has always been a chicken and egg problem. You go to contractors, they're like, okay, where are where are the clients? You go to clients and where they're, they're like, where are the contractors who are going to services? How do you solve for a problem like that when you have these two major stakeholders and one cannot exist without the other on the platform? Yeah, I think that's a, a wonderful question. So one of it for us has been understanding like what is the key data point or data points that are meaningful for each, <laughs> you know, so what actually, if we're able to do only one thing, but we do it incredibly well, what will delight a contractor? And on the flip side, what will delight a um, uh, a property manager um, mm -hmm. as well or a, or a person who rents? Uh, and so the, the way we kind of think about this is um, in each of the different geographies we're at, you almost have to think of it as like mini businesses and, and you have kind of a plumbing business in the Austin market. You have a electrical business within the San Antonio market. And so each of these, you have to, to almost design a mathematical ratio to go, what is the um, correct amount of work that's going to delight the, the contractor. So from an earnings perspective, and on, on the other side, from a length of time, what is that correct amount for the length of time to be able to be resolved efficiently where the property manager as well? And, and, and each of these different geographies, these ratios will change as well as each product line and scope, the ratios will change. Um, so, so, so that's, that is some of the underlying complexity that, that is, that you need to solve for in order to, you know, match an efficient way. Yeah, that is, and, and then you're presented with hundreds of potential markets to be in and, and to be able to figure that out at that scale. Um, I know you were in Texas, Indiana, Florida, Oklahoma, uh, Arizona, I think. So those are the markets and. And and just the complexity of figuring out which markets are well suited for something like that is, um, yeah, it just just takes a huge amount of work and, and intellect to do that. So let's talk about Stellar's futures. Of course, you you recently raised I think twenty million dollars on your Series B funding. Let's talk about what are you doing uh, with that money to um, to further the cause of what Stellar is doing. And what are your plans maybe for the next six to 12 months? What can we expect um, from Stellar in terms of product enhancements or anything else that, that you guys are working in? Yeah, um, so we're very fortunate, especially in this economic environment, 
to be able to raise and, and it to be, you know, in an in a up round too. Um, and so a couple of things. So, so as I said at the beginning, um, initially, you know, for us, it was about how do we deliver hassle-free maintenance experiences done right? And, and what we found is repair and maintenance is really analogous to when the broadband industry first got started. And so when the broadband industry first got started, this is in the early 2000s, mm -hmm. these complex routers went into people's homes and offices, and then they would stop working and everything just shut down. <laughs> like people didn't have internet, didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and, and then they would invariably roll trucks to actually get it resolved uh, as well. If we fast forward 20 years now, when your internet doesn't work, you or I, or maybe myself, at least as a layperson, I know at least to hit a reset button and I'll maybe have some form of a DIY. Yeah. If that's unsuccessful, they will, I'll be able to speak with someone who has a pretty sophisticated script, is able to do some troubleshooting, some testing, um, and resolve some of my issues. And then if not, they then can roll the truck. But when they do, they have all of the information that's necessary for, for, for it to be a great experience. And so how we think the world is, is we think that that is, you know, people, especially now, are so used to having an on-demand resolution. So what we're building out is um, uh, approaches and methods um, that are really curated for the actual property. So not just here's how to um, reset a GFCI, but like in your home, in the you know master closet is the yeah. um, GFCI that you're going to want to reset, or this is the fourth time that you've had a garbage disposal issue. We're going to actually go a different route. Um, you know that that might be able to help you, and, and so, but actually providing almost like a DIY, and if that's unsuccessful, leveraging our already contractor network as well um, our existing um, you know uh, construction knowledge internally to actually help people remotely resolve issues. And then if that still doesn't work, then you can roll the truck. But, but now you've really started to create an experience where from a resident satisfaction, they're getting on, in real time, instantaneous resolution. They don't have to wait, have to deal with the issue. On the other side, for um, contractors, what you're now doing is, is those types of jobs that don't pay very much, you know, driving you know, across town to push a reset button, it's not very financially lucrative. Um, and on the, the final side, for our customers, these owner operators, how do we improve NOI? Well, the best kind of maintenance experiences are the ones that delight your residents and you can solve through software. You actually don't even have to leverage a person, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so to help improve their margins and their efficiency. And so that how we think about the world is, is we think that this, you know, occupied repair and maintenance. It, it is a real critical factor in helping unlock this massive category um, as well. And so that, that's these are some of the different ways when we think about the product and, and the experiences that we want to deliver. You know, obviously for our contractors, we want to continue to enhance that um, too. And so we've got quite, you know, big ambitions, you know, but we've got a really wonderful team that's executing towards these right now. Awesome. And I'm, I'm assuming getting into newer markets as well, that must be on the roadmap. Oh yes, we a lot of a lot of additional markets. There's additional trades. So for us, a lot of our customers are asking for us to expand, and we want to be able to to meet their needs ultimately across all their markets and across all of their trades. So they have just one one a one stop shop. 
Thanks, Justin. That was that was extremely insightful. That was Justin Marks, founder and CEO at Stellar. You can find them at mystellar.com uh, on the web, and you can connect with Justin on LinkedIn. Um, Justin um, and Stellar are trying to solve what, in my opinion, could be 911 kind of a problem sometimes. I mean, you don't we don't usually think about, I mean, plumbing and, and roofing and, and electricity as um as a 911 problem, but if you think about it, a lot of times it's super urgent and it's kind of an emergency where where a lot of lot of it is at stake. So uh, thank you for for providing that kind of a solution to something that did not exist at this kind of level, as you mentioned. I mean, there were small mom and pop stores, but building that platform, building that marketplace and managing that and being extremely successful at it, as you said, raising 20 million in a market like this isn't easy, which shows uh, the confidence that the investors and the VCs have um, with Stellar. So congratulations on all your successes, Dustin, and thank you so much for spending a few minutes with our audience on Tashank Redemption. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Shashank Redemption with your host, Shashank Shikhar. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and review us. And check out shashankredemption.com to connect with me.